Welcome back to the next Aid Station podcast. I'm your host, Jake Kilgore. Today, our very first ever guest on the show, good friend, Jake Hess. Jake, how are you, man? I am very good today. Today's a good day. (laughs) All right, buddy. Cool. Hey, we're uh, sitting at the end of March, end of Q1, 2023, in a what has been a wild Q1 in solar. Um, we're going to touch on solar. We're going to talk about your initiative as a as a founder and owner of SolarCon. SolarCon is coming up. It'll be here. It'll be here in my hometown. It'll be here in Salt Lake City, April 20th to the 23rd. We're going to talk about SolarCon. Uh, first, let's give an introduction. So Jake, Hess, and I, if we didn't have the same first name, I would think we are probably brothers. <laughs> I think that's fair. I like. I think you nailed it. All right, buddy. So, hey, look, Jake and I met only a month ago. Jake Jake Hess is is one of those names in solar for me that I've heard for years. Right? There's kind of a, some names in solar that we hear that become like almost mythical. Right? Like there's some guys. <laughs> there's some guys we can think of that are like. Do, the guys asunder, right? Did, did Max and Eric, like, do they actually exist? Are they Bigfoot or do they like really exist? Right, right, right. So for me, I, I know. <laughs> so for me, I'd heard the name Jake Hess for years. We actually only met in person a month ago. Uh, we met at this, what we call the Solar Impact Summit in San Francisco. There were about 20 or so CEOs that came together in San Francisco. Tell us, you know, what is a Solar Impact Summit? What do we do there for a day and a half together? What's kind of the initiative of that Solar Impact team? Oh, that might be a long-winded answer here, but I guess that's why we're here, right? Let's do it. Um, that's a unique room to be in. I, I have to say it's probably one of, I don't know. I would say I was pretty proud to be in that room. What it was was just a collection of people in the industry that have a massive amount of influence on on thousands, right? And uh, large, large companies. We talked about Eric and Max. They were there with Sunder. Um, you know, one of the fastest growing. Everyone's got their eyes on them. And they're extremely busy. We've got tons of people in that room that are just monsters. John Frampton, Dustin Mansell, right? Um Ryan Jaime and and we went in there because we noticed a problem and a shift in the industry. I mean, everyone's kind of seen it, right? Uh, we all say there's no regulation. It's coming. This is a gold rush. We need to get in while we can before the government comes in and like pull some shenanigans on us. But um, you know, they they wouldn't look at us if if we if we didn't act up, right? Yeah. If we were doing things right and doing things proper, um, you know, they wouldn't come in and be the big bad wolf. And so that meeting that we went to in San Francisco was a unique one. It was a milestone for me because it was, hey, what can we do as massive influential leaders in this industry? What can we do to make things right? I mean, how frequently do you hear business owners getting together and saying, hey, let's let's make our place a better place? I mean, leave, leave it to the solar guys, right? Right, right. <laughs> want the earth, we want our industry green, like we want everyone happy. And it was just, it was just this meeting of all of these, just, I look up to all these people, you, all these people, it was just insane. 
And it was just this meeting of how can we uh, avoid regulation in the industry? How can we promote and instill best practices to a degree that is national, uh, possibly even global, if people follow in our footsteps? And that, that's what that meeting was. And I was very lucky to be in that room with you. Well, hey, I felt I felt the same way. Uh, I think you were an obvious choice, an early invite. I think I was like last guy in, you know, I was like, oh, okay, like, yeah, Jake's, I think it's cool. You know, let, let's have, you know, Kilgore be there and represent one solar. <laughs> so, and kind of the EPC side. So we had people from, you know, uh, you know, sales side, distribution, yeah. finance, install. Um, we had, we had people that, that are of big influence that are doing, um, consulting, um, of solar companies. So there was a wide array of representation from the solar industry there. And like you said, super impactful for me. I came, I came back to a, you know, all hands on deck, 40, 45 of one solar's leaders all in one room, big leadership conference. And I was able to take what I learned in the 24 hours in San Francisco and implement immediately into one solar's vision of doing things the right way. And we're going to self-regulate and I'm not going to wait for someone else to come do it. Like we've been, we've been trying to do things above board the right way for years. And now there's just a, even a bigger initiative to set it right and do things the right way in solar as, as a, you know, a, a regional, you know, we're, we're a decently large regional player. We're not like a national company, but on a regional level, like we, we have kind of a, a, a footprint or a, a small stage. And so we felt like, we have this responsibility to do it the right way. And, and that, that solar summit, um, solar impact summit was, was awesome. I mean, being there with, you know, with Jeremy from caliber and, you know, titaniums there and Sunder and, you know, like you said, you know, Frampton and there, there are people there that have a big voice and big influence. And I think if we come together as an initiative, we can make some positive change. So that was super yeah. cool. And, yeah, uh, What's right. that? You got Hasem and Alan Bullen, right? Yes. And I mean, to talk about like how right you were for that room, you left that room and immediately went and made a change. I mean, that's kind of the epitome of that room, right? That just the people that just go and just do. And, I, and that was, yeah, I just want to say thanks everyone in that room that's listening now. That was awesome. Yeah. We apologize <laughs> if we didn't name drop you into our podcast. There's at least seven people listening to this podcast. So, there's a good chance that they'll never even know their name wasn't listed, but we, we love and appreciate I it. Left you, I left you out on purpose. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We all love Val. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Val's great, man. So, okay. So a little history lesson. Let's get to know Jake Hess. You know, we can, we can find you on, on Instagram at, at Jake Hess. You also are solarcon.official. And that's where I follow you. That's where I've gotten to know you, your businesses. Going back oh, into time a little bit, uh, I believe you're a, a 2015 Solar City guy. Started your own company at Helio Gold, and then yeah. the Solar Academy, and now Solar Con. Walk us through that transition, the progression of sales guy to consultant to Solar Con. Like, how did that all happen? Uh, wow. That's a good question. I, so before all of those that you mentioned, I did work at Vivint and I knocked doors, uh, since 2005 
and then uh, for home security and then switched over to Vivint Solar in 2013. Then I did all that stuff. But I would say the really, the really good stuff, like the really big stuff, the stuff people probably know me better for, um, all of that happened in like the last two years. Is it? Everything else, everything, it took me freaking 10 years. I don't know, I can't do math right now in front of all you people. But it took me so long to get to the point where everyone recognized me and they're like, wow, you know, you're big time. You're, and it's like that saying we read all the time. Um, work every single day for years so you can become an overnight success one day. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like I, I cried a lot. I was broke for so long. I couldn't afford rent forever. Where were you guys then? Cheer for me then. You know, but... Um, I guess, I guess it's fair. People want to, people all go, people all have their junk and their crap and their shit. Can we say that on here? We can. Um, that they go through. And, um, and so I guess they want the, I want, I guess they want to know that, you know, people can make it out. And, and I did, and I'm very thankful for it. Uh, I didn't answer your question, but <laughs> yeah, t- I just I mean, wanted. Yeah. Get me through the 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 birth of solar con let's just start with that like that's that's up and coming it's it's three weeks out i appreciate the time you're taking right now like you're in fourth quarter crunch time of prepping for what is one of the coolest events in the solar industry and you couldn't have hit it better on the timing april is a phenomenal time for this conference to come up with all that's happening with banks the economy and banks, lending, what's happening with distribution. I mean, your timing is impeccable. So hats off to that. And, and I appreciate you taking the time to, to chat with me today. But what is like, just walk me through the birth of SolarCon. Like why? What's its initiative? What are you trying to accomplish? Well, my timing, my timing is not on accident. It's on purpose. I had to go and um, destroy the solar industry in order to just make it happen right at this time. So that people would be interested in coming to SolarCon, I had to, I had to go destroy the banks. And the, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job, man. I just want the conference to look good, you know. Yeah. <laughs> years in the making. No, um, it actually. So I was at RoofCon two years ago. Coincidentally, it was the first time I believe I was asked to be on stage, and it was on a panel with Sam Taggart and Danny Pesci, Michael O'Donnell, and I was like. Oh my gosh, I made it. <laughs> and, and, um, all these people, you know, these, they have like, Sam has this big conference door to door con and, and Pessy and, uh, Taylor McCarthy had Knockfest, and, or, and then they called it Knockstar. And then, um, you know, just people were doing huge things in the industry. Michael O'Donnell is known by everybody in the world. Um, and so, you know, I, like I was just motivated. I was just, being around them, I was just like, wow, this is great. So this guy, Jonah Cafferty, um, pretty well known in the industry, kind of a little bit more underground, but um, a lot of people know him that work on conferences like this and do solar trainings. Um, he came up to me at RoofCon. He was like, hey, uh, what do you think about starting? I want to start a solar conference. I helped with door-to-door con. I can help with solar con. And I said, absolutely. Why wouldn't we do this? Right. And I, and I, you get this all the time. You get people coming up to you like, Hey bro, let's start a business or we should do this together. Right. And it's like, okay, yeah, absolutely. And you just wait. And then they, and then they fizzle out. Right. But this one didn't. And I was shocked. Uh, this one, these people coming up, this one did not fizzle. And, uh, we started, I just, once I see something and that I'm interested in, it's just, 
it's like you it's like that that aid station it's like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how i get there i'm gonna get there i don't know what kind of destruction of a blaze of, of whatever happens behind me is going to be in my wake but i will get to that point that's for sure and that's where the rest of my team comes in <laughs> is i will get us somewhere uh but i need them to help um clean everything up right they're my support system. Uh, they're my leaders a lot of the time when I feel like I'm failing, they'll pull me. Um, I would say a huge portion of this, not to sound like the athletes do on television, but genuinely a huge portion of this um, is is because of my team, like hands down. <laughs> like SolarCon is not me. It is my team for sure. Uh, in fact, a few days ago, um, it's just down. Jonah's no longer um, part owner. It's just me, Joe, and Lindsay or the three owners, uh, we gave some equity up for Trace Gowson, the CEO. And, um, but just a few days ago, me, Lindsay and Joe decided just equal out our shares for no reason, no buyout, nothing. Just, Hey, we have been doing this from day one. We are a unified front. So there's no reason for me to have majority shares. So I, so we just consolidated and, um, made everyone equal and it's genuinely my team. They know it. I know it. I hope that answered your question this time. <laughs> I love that, dude. I love that. No, that's that is incredibly admirable. That's that's awesome. The fact that you guys did that came together. I mean, this is only the second year of SolarCon. Last year we had how many visitors, and what are you expecting this year? <laughs> Originally, when we started to build it, we anticipated 500, and I was like, no, mm -mm, nope, I'm not 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 worth it for me if I'm going to work on it. You guys can build it to 500. I'm going to make it a thousand. And we capped it at a thousand. Well, when we came down the escalators um, that day, there was another conference happening and we were just like, man, there was a line just a quarter of a mile long and, and literally a quarter of a mile long. And uh, which is not good for a conference, by the way. Um, and so we come down the escalators and it's this other conference has this quarter of a mile long. And I start walking it, start walking it. And I'm like, what? Wait a minute. I was like, hey, what are you do? What, are, what line are you in? And he's like, I'm here for SolarCon. Like, no, <laughs> it was our line. I saw a booth. I saw the, I was like, all of us just were like, what? I'm telling you right now, this time last year, we only had 200 tickets sold. We had 1,700 people walk through the door. Three wow. weeks before the conference, we had 200 tickets sold. <laughs> oh. Well, hey, that's, that's solar salespeople. That's solar people, right? Just last minute, we'll just, we'll figure it out. We'll put it together and we'll, we'll show up. I trust me. I know we're filling it this year. We only have 9,000 tickets sold. So no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're like this year is so much better, so much less stressful, but we, we hear, we get phone calls like of companies calling like, Hey, we have a couple hundred people that we want to bring. Uh, what's the bulk discount rate, you know? And, and we're just like, why, why didn't you call four months ago when we were advertising and begging you, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But we all wait. I do it too. So what are you expecting this year? Uh, so we're, we're hoping for 3,500, um, numbers are telling us about that. Uh, okay. but, um, some, some people are like, no, if you do the same that you did last year, it'll be 5,000. Like if with the ratios of everything. Yeah. And so, uh, we don't know. So I, I don't know. Three, three to 5,000 is probably a pretty good, a pretty good range, pretty good number. Dude, that, yeah, right, right now we're at about 2,000. Hats off, my man. That is awesome in its second year. So um, what can we expect? What what panels can we expect? Like 
name one or two that you're excited to to see how it goes down. Did you want me to name the one or two that you're on? Uh, hey, <laughs> you name the one. You, this is for you, man. <laughs> um, I just pulled up my phone because uh, I don't know if you could see. I put like the groups up here of yeah. the panels, and I've got the um, we got the graphic on there. But recruiting for grownups is a good one. None of this like sit down and have lunch with the person across from you and say, we really need you. I mean, like true, if you want to scale your business recruiting, right. Um, all the way down to the individual one they're, they're, These people are really good at it. Uh, Sam Taggart was good enough to come and join us this year. I asked him and he said, of course, why not? And so um, because of that, he has this group called door to door tribe, right? And so because of that, we called our panel Door-to-Door -door Tribe. He's going to moderate that for us, and he's going to main stage speak. Uh, scaling your business is going to be a big one. We have the elusive and the mythical Max Britton uh, yeah. from Sunder. Uh, he's going to be speaking. Haysom, uh, Tyler Bastion, Chrissy Kunra, Trey Skousen, and we have um, Lacey Anderson is going to be moderating. Do you know Lacey? I do not. Lacey built uh, these billion-dollar companies with all these billionaires like Todd Peters. She built Vivint with Sean and Todd. Uh, she worked at Active. She she did. Um, I know I'm missing a major one. Uh, she did. She she was the she was the basically when I went to Lumia and was consulting there. She basically ran the company. <laughs> so it sounds like she needs to be on this podcast. Yeah, she's she's incredible. She builds. She knows most people in the industry as well and she's yeah she's amazing awesome um so there's a couple of them okay how about how about uh like featured what do you call them speakers guest speakers what do you call them oh um keynote like featured one like industry speakers yeah like do you have like keynote speakers like someone that's like i want to go watch that dude address the entire crowd yeah like one of our one of our keynotes is um uh john frampton I mean, aside from being one of the more genuine and caring guys in the industry, <laughs> he's, you know, he's great. He's phenomenal to listen to um, talk and he doesn't need to be talking. In fact, a lot of people coming to SolarCon don't need to be talking. They're doing it to give back, right? Yep. Uh, Hayes Barnard coming, $14 billion company. He's just going to fly in this private jet just to grace us with a speech and then he's out. Like, that's amazing, right? Um. Uh, we have Bradley and a lot of people, uh, a lot of people didn't, don't know who Bradley is. I truthfully, I didn't either. When I went and sat down with him, he looked at my phone. He's like, you're not even following me, bro. I'm <laughs> like, Oh, but do you want to come speak though? <laughs> I'll start following but, you right now. I promise. Yeah. yeah, it was awkward. Um, but, uh, so I didn't know who he was, but apparently there is an entire country that knows who he is. He's like, do you know who he is? No. Oh yeah. You got to follow him. He's very opinionated he's 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 much like a he's grant cardone in his prime okay. Grant, if you're listening i'd love to have you come speak at solar con you're in your prime still baby let's yes. go <laughs> okay cool hey phenomenal lineup that's that is awesome looking forward to all those guys um of course i know john very well right uh neighbors and um you know we uh i let him borrow my snowblower on monday two days ago because we got about two feet of snow and that was gnarly so but no nice. uh John and I talk business and, and family and life all the time. Great dude. Hayes, I've heard. Again, Hayes is one of those mythical guys, right? Um, but, wow, what he and his team, speaking of teams, 
I've said this for a long time. Good Leap, to me, is solar. They have done what they've done to the solar industry in the last five years is unprecedented. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped to listen to Hayes and see what he has to say. What a brilliant mind, what he's accomplished in his his career. Um, and then Brad, yeah, I've, I've heard the name several times. Obviously, you're pumping him up. I, I'm pumped to hear about that. So I will definitely... Of course, I'm going to be there, right? I'll be there, you know, all, all three days and, and listen. Yeah, you'll speak on two panels for be, us. Yeah, I'll be on a couple of panels. That's kind of fun. I appreciate the invites. See if I can provide speaking, any value. Yeah, you're speaking a little bit on the sales side and you're speaking a little bit on the um, EPC side, right? Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be fun. Hopefully, we can provide some some value, learn, learn a lot from each other. And I think the industry can come together. Like, I love competition. I'm like one of the most competitive guys I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> so check this out next year. Am I allowed to talk about next year yet? Yeah. Is it too early? <laughs> we are, no, we're already planning it. Um, we're this year we're doing platinum day, right? We're, we're having everyone come a day before SolarCon uh, that has platinum tickets and, and we're stress testing our model. We're, we're seeing if it's able to be done, what needs to happen with the venue. Like we're, we're testing all this. Because next year, uh, we are going to host uh, the Excellence in Solar Awards, very much like the Oscars. We're going to have red carpet, velvet ropes, cameras, um, walking down the aisle into the big VIP room. And we're going to have an award system uh, for the whole solar industry. And it has been highly complex to build. But we're going to have software, uh, EPC, sales, finance. And we're going to put these criteria together to qualify, and we are going to have um, an award system for the industry. And I am super stoked about that one. That is <laughs> that is so cool. So you'll have like a a, a qualified panel of voters um, and, and qualifications that those companies have to to reach and meet. Uh, that sounds really cool. Yeah, stoked for it. Hey, we got we got to level up the industry, right? That's a great way to do it. Yeah, we're building it. We're, we're we believe we can pull it off by next year, but that is our that is our goal. Heck yeah, cool. Okay, we want it verified. We don't want like, hey, we did this, and they're like, oh, you did? Awesome. Here's an award. <laughs> you know, we don't want that. We want verified data, and yeah. that's the difference. Part. Yes, yes, actually, quantifiable, verifiable yeah. data that says yes, this person or this company hit this mark and qualifies. Yeah, which is really, it's going to be difficult because uh, I guess the question sometimes is going to be, who do we allocate the volume to? Like if, a, if an installer is claiming that they did this many installs, but a sales org is as well, like it's going to be interesting to know who to allocate these things to, um, but we shall see. Yeah, that's, that's always been a, a, a funny subject to talk about, right? Lending does X hundreds of megawatts of solar you know, solar company does X megawatts, sales does X megawatts. What are we actually doing, right? Because we're like double and triple counting our installs. Yeah, yeah. Hey, at least, at least it gives it gives us bigger numbers, right? But lending, <laughs> lending is like, to me, a true quantifiable number because you can only have one lender on one project. I mean, unless they pay cash, right? Yeah, which is a small percentage of jobs but yeah that is and we can't api into the ppas and the um like the sun runs like hey how's it going can we api <laughs> right in your system <laughs> can, we, can we have your data too yeah 
uh, you know what? Like, no, we built security around this. Like, we don't even let people like, no, absolutely not. Well, permits, <laughs> you know, a lot of the permits, all public information. You can only pull one permit for the job, right? Tech kind of. Yeah. 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 I mean, unless, I mean, yeah, there's a couple ways around, but yeah. Permits might be a, one of the ways to do it. You know, I, I heard that if I go pull permits that I'll, I'll get, I'll get hung in the industry. Like people will be not be cool with that. Is this, can I pull permits or am I getting permission from Jake Kilgore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Poaching permits. Come on. There's all kinds of crap out there. Yeah. Okay. Let's, let's back up just a little bit. We have a few more minutes. Um, and, and you mentioned, um, some of these more difficult times in your life are, you know, in business or even personally. And because it's the next aid station podcast and we talk about vulnerability and personal experience and how we got through them, um, in some of those transitions that you had either, you know, Vivint to, to solar city or, you know, um, solar Academy to solar con, like, Give the listeners a little bit more about what you went through personally and how you overcame some of that stuff. Like what, what happened? How'd you overcome it? Yeah. Um, man, I guess doing Vivint for so long, we worked during the summers every year and they literally before, even before iPhones came out, I remember I was knocking for years and then the iPhone came out and everyone, I wasn't caught into the mess, but now I have one. Um, but I, all the way back then, uh, I just remember it was just, I don't know, it was difficult. We, they would drop us off in a neighborhood, leave us to fend for ourselves. If you're thirsty, get water. You didn't skip work. And there was no calling an Uber, right? And I just remember grinding all summer long while my friends are having barbecues and throwing Frisbees on the, on the grass at a park. And here I am, like, sweating in North Carolina, like, <laughs> trying to make a living. And... um and yeah, that it was difficult to go from that and transition to solar. Uh, I, I wanted when I when I switched to solar, they they proposed to me that I would be able to live a normal life. I wouldn't be working six months at a time and six months off, and uh, I could actually start to establish um, you know a family uh, footing, going you know having kids, put them to school and. Uh, that was really appealing to me. So um, I switched over to solar. I was told I could have that lifestyle. And the, and they said, I can't remember the other place, but they're like, do you want to go to New Mexico or do you want to go to San Diego? And I was like, <laughs> is, is that my choice? Uh, San Diego, please. Yeah. <laughs> so they fly me off to San Diego and I get there and it's summer year round. So I'm like, okay. 12 years of never doing summer. I'm going to do summer now. And uh, I spent all of the money in my bank account. I didn't work for two years, spent all the money in my bank account, ran up my credit cards. And I was dating this poor soul at a time uh, that I convinced her to let me use her credit cards. And all I was doing was going to bars every single day, buying everyone drinks. I couldn't drop the lifestyle of the income that I had. And so rather than change my lifestyle, I started using everyone else's money, dug myself into a hole. Um, we obviously broke up. She broke up with me. <laughs> and, um, and then I started dating uh, Nicole. She's my son's mom. And yeah, she 
same thing with her. She believed in me. She trusted me. I was a sales guy. I was charismatic. And, uh, and I ran, I used all of her money and I just drank every day. She was pregnant and I would go drink. Right. And it didn't matter. I'd come home late at night, two, three in the morning, sleep on the couch, wake up, go work, do it again. And of course she left me too. She was pregnant and, and we separated. I don't know if I'm supposed to go down this far of a rabbit hole, but this, okay, keep going. She was pregnant and we separated and she was just a total jerk, man. She was wrong. And, uh, that was, I, I was so broke. She left me with nothing. I, I lost my, I lost a tooth and I keep it lost now. Cause I remember sitting in the shower and turning it super hot and then turning it ice cold and super hot and ice cold. I'm sitting on the ground, reaching up just in pain and letting the water. And I'm like, shh, shh, shh. and I'm like, I'm, and, and that's when I, it was at that moment, like my, my tooth fell out. It was so pain. I couldn't eat. I was getting change from the grocery store parking lot. This <laughs> sounds fake. Holy crap. I was getting change from parking store, uh, grocery store parking lot. And I went to get the most amazing thing. If you've never tried it, it's called a California burrito. It's only in the Southern part of California. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, and I would, and they're, they're like this big. And I'd sectioned it up for days because I could, I was broke. No one would lend me money anymore. Um, I couldn't mentally go sell anymore. And that's when I decided that I wanted to start a business right then. I was like, okay, it's time for me to grow up. And, and I tried calling people and Hey, Nicole, you know, the one that left me the jerk. I was like, if you just give me, how much money do you have in your account? She said $3,000. If you just give me 1500 bucks, I'm going to build a company. <laughs> no, you've used all of my money. Absolutely not. I'm an alcoholic, right? I'm out there doing all that stuff. Um, and no, yeah, the answer was no. She was smart to tell me no. She left and I said, fine, I, I will show everybody. And I built a company. Within six months, I was cranking out. I can't remember a lot of projects. Like, I don't even remember. I was cranking out enough to where, um, oh, when I was that broke, the house I was living in was a rental. I called up Michelle. She was definitely Asian. Um, and she's, I, and this is how she talked to me. This is how it sounded on the other end of the phone. I said, hi, Michelle, I can't afford to pay you rent this month. Um, I'm, but I'm going to build a business. And I, she cut me off and she goes, oh, no, no, no. You build business? I'm like, yeah, she, it's okay. You build business. Uh, you don't pay me for six months. Okay. You pay me in full. I know you get, okay. I got to go by. I was like, what just happened wow. in San Diego, a standalone home in San Diego next to the beach. Right. I had no, I had no right to be living there. And here's this, I had literally never met her. She doesn't even live in San Diego. She lives in San Francisco and she just, okay. Yeah. Pay me later. So I did four months later, I wrote her a check for everything and kept going. Uh, six months after that point, I called Nicole and convinced her to come back. Uh, we eventually separated again and I went through this tyrannical stage of Adderall and alcohol and, um, and, and was able to run and build Helio Gold at the same time. Uh, I was a functioning alcoholic to the highest level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Highly functioning. And, uh, and then... And then the rest is history. Sold that company. I don't drink anymore. I might have one or two drinks a month, maybe now. Um, Nicole is back. Uh, she, I realized that the entire time she was being a jerk, it was actually me that was the jerk. 
Um, it's only recently, I would say in the last seven months that we've started talking again. And in the last few months, we've just started really like, this is it. This is like, and it just feels so good because all that time she was wrong. I realized I was the wrong one. It was me. And it was just a total paradigm shift to see every circumstance she talks about. You did this. And now I'm, I'm like, I'm really sorry. I did that to you. And now I get to show her every day um, that I'm not that way. And it feels nice. It's alleviating. I just talked for 20 minutes. I'm sorry. No, that is, that is exactly, uh, to be honest with you, Jake, that I appreciate you sharing that being vulnerable and sharing that with all six listeners of the podcast. Uh, but no, to be honest, like that is exactly what we're looking for. And that's, what we're trying to create with the next aid station podcast, which is like taking these success stories. Some, some people we have on aren't, aren't going to have the success story at the end of that. They're going to be yeah. still be in the middle of the, the depths of doom or at the bottom, but to hear your story and relating it to life, the next aid station business coming out of it. That's what the podcast is about. Of course we live a lot of our lives in solar and, that's who we, we associate with all day, every day. But, you know, uh, we're just like everyone else. You know, we got families, we have hobbies, we have other things that fill our day. We have our, our spouses or our loved ones, our significant others, and our children, right? And when we try to make room for all of that and for you to share that experience with us and with, with the show is, is awesome. I appreciate that. That is, that is pretty incredible, man. Um, Thank you. In in those moments, now that you're kind of familiar with this next aid station mentality of of what I relate to the ultra running world and and how ultra running has cured you know a lot of people and helped people out of their crap and it's been a huge thing for me and my family. Can you look back and identify when you're at your lowest of lows and you got breaks from people? You had these like aid stations where you're building your business or where you're trying to make rent where you're like saying, Hey, I just got to get to next week. I got to get to next month. Mm -hmm. And, and those, those aid stations that we set for ourselves is ultimately how we do it. Right. And it's like, you started the show with this, this, you work all year to become this overnight success or this, you work for years, right? You hit rock bottom and went through all of this crap from a, you know, a, a, a line of bad decisions and blaming other people instead of taking responsibility and owning yourself and setting aid stations to climb up out of it. And that's what this, this show's about. And I think you're a perfect example of that. You've, you've been through the realm of it and your, you know, 20 year career in, in knocking doors and selling and, and building businesses and in solar, uh, great success story, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. And coming Thanks. on the podcast, your your story is is incredibly inspiring. Thank you very much. Okay, I'm going to end with with three three questions. As an okay. overarching, you know, from a high level in the industry, what is the industry doing well today? Just one thing. Oh wow, um, they're polarizing themselves. I. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean a very good way. Uh, it's the industry is so explosive, I suppose, as a whole, 
that you can find little explosions within it. And I think we're, I think the industry is really built uh, their operations and their mentality around being able to filter out uh, the good from the bad. And I, and I think that, um, I think that on a mass scale, I think people are um, able to see what is good and bad and how it's starting to affect. And I don't think that's pretty normal because usually if you're living in something or, or it's surrounding you, you, you're in it so you don't see it. But I think, I think the industry is seeing it and I think it's pretty incredible. Okay, second question. What as an industry should we continue doing? What should we keep doing? Uh, you should keep uh, not quitting, not quitting like sales. I know firsthand, I know it hurts when you feel like you're not paid when you're supposed to be. I know that. Um, but you know, under many, many circumstances, I'd say more than more than not, um, it's it's for reasons beyond your understanding and you need to be probably more empathetic. Uh, I know this firsthand. I have made mistakes. If you go on some of my posts, you'll see them. Uh, so, so keep, keep learning, keep educating, keep growing, but uh, just keep, just don't quit, right? Don't, don't quit because if a bad thing happens and you jump to another EPC or you, or worse, you jump out of the industry, um, it, you're, it just means that you're not learning the higher level because the people that are making it, the people you look up to that are selling a ton or are successful, they're, they've actually been through that themselves. They've just learned how to navigate through it. The, the industry makes so much money because it is this difficult. So if you learn the difficult game, that's how you make the big money, the easier it gets, the, the, the more refined and simple it gets, the less everyone makes. So learn to play the difficult game and keep going, don't quit. Okay, and lastly, what as an industry do we need to stop doing? Mm. Uh, dang, this is kind of cheesy, but it's me. This is kind of what I do. <laughs> um, you need to stop bullying people. Uh, there's there, like the reason I wanted SolarCon, like, like the inspiration, the true inspiration for it wasn't the question from Jonah. The holy cause, if you will, is I would travel the country doing this consulting and, and I would meet someone and they were just, their kids would run up to them and, I, and you know, the sun would come down and music would play and, you know, like the wife would make dinner and, and all of us would be just sitting down and laughing. And I go all the way over from California to New York, same thing. And then I bring each other up and they hate each other. And they're like, no, he said this to me and then, and then, and we're suing for it. And I'm like, but why though? Just meet each other. And, and, and they just need to meet. And they, it, it, once everyone meets each other, all of a sudden, 99.9% .9 of all the problems go away. You stop being mean, you stop suing, you stop, like you actually, all you have to do is come to an understanding and communicate with each other to a level where you can sit down. I know we're all busy, but sit down for a few hours and try to understand the other person. And I promise you it's, things will run a lot smoother, right? Love it. it doesn't yep. have to be crazy. Yep. Yeah. Hey, uh, can I ask you uh, just a question about you? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, I guess my question is if I'm like this and I do whatever it takes to get there, um, what is like, what are these stepping stones? What are you getting to with, with the podcast and the new Instagram account and the dude? So I didn't even mention this, but I had it in my notes to give you full 100% credit for being like, dude, you got to get on Instagram. Like you have, like you have to do it right. Like my business grew by X percent and it does this like, 
people have been pushing. So here's here's my story. I get out of prison you know, almost five years ago to the day. In fact, SolarCon, let me get the dates right here. SolarCon, I think, is the day I got out of prison. Oh. Five years ago. So I get out of prison and I've, my business, I started one solar before that. And uh, my wife and partners ran it for the two years while I was gone. We went from, 20, $30 million, you know, in revenue a year to, you know, less than 10. Um, the month I came home, dude, in April, the following month, May, we installed four jobs. Oh. So I had six months left on the lease here where I'm sitting today. And I had about, I had less than 10 employees in the company. When I left, we had nearly 100. Wow. And I was like, okay, to the group that is still here, that stayed and stuck with it and supported me and my family while I was gone for two years, at a minimum, I owe you the next six months because that's when the lease is up. I was like, at a minimum, like, I got to pay for the lease for the next six months. Like, let's try and rebuild it. And then I made a bet with one of my executives that we'd be at 100 deals a month before the end of the summer. <laughs> He's like, no way. By the end of August, I'm like, yeah. Well, we hit it in July, and the rest is kind of history, right? So in, I tell that story because for years since I got home, I was very afraid to just be me and, like, put my face as the company. Like, this dude just went to prison. He's a felon. If you Google his name, boom, like top of the list, dot gov, <laughs> Department of Justice, 60 months imprisonment, like all the crap, right? So I was very um, not wanting to be on social media. I'd never been on social media, but a big part of it was I didn't want to damage the business with my name, right? Like I'm kind of in the background with this company. I don't want to be the front of it. Um, yeah. You know, five years later, um, here we are doing well, doing a lot of volume. We've, we've grown a great reputation. And I think time cures a lot of wounds where people can look past that and say, look, I don't really care about the details of whatever happened to him in his past. I trust him. I trust his team. I trust his company. Like I'm, I'm doing business with him, whether that's, uh, a good leap, a dividend, a CED, like any of the big distributors, right? Um, yeah. And so for me, just when you, we had that conversation in San Francisco, it was more of like, I think I'm personally ready for this. Like I can just take it head on. So I wrote a book like two years ago, put the book out. Casually. What's that? <laughs> Casually. Casually. Yeah. So I, I wrote a book. Two years ago. <laughs> so I wrote a book two years ago that tells the whole story. I'm gonna send I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a copy. And it tells the whole story. And that was kind of the first purging that I did. That was like, I'm just gonna write the book, put it out there. Because I've always had the opinion that if someone approaches me and wants to do business with me, they've either done their research and they don't care or they don't know, and it, that's, that's on them, right? Like, you don't introduce yourself and let them know that you're an alcoholic, right? It's like, no, dude, like, right, right. that's in my past, and if you want to know about it, 
go read about it or go ask someone else or ask me. So I kind of had that approach. And then finally it was like, with the Instagram and the podcast, it was, it was um, like, I'm emotionally, mentally ready just to be like, face the music. And it is what it is. I am who I am. My past is what it is. If you want to do business with me, great. If you don't, that's okay too. Like, we'll see you down the road. It's okay. Like, I'm not ashamed of it. It's the past. And it's got a whole story to it. I don't make excuses for it. I don't blame other people. It just is what it is. And here I am five years later building a, a, a big business with people I love freaking doing business with. And so yeah. that's kind of the purpose of the podcast and the Instagram kind of all at the same time was like, I think that my story and what I've been through can help someone else and can help other people get through their crap. And so if I can do it in a way that helps my family, helps me, helps people I do business with, get through hard times, get through crap and rise up out of it and be successful, dude, I'm all in. Like I, I enjoy this stuff. And so that's kind of the, the purpose of it. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that's really cool. Uh, no wonder why you want to make it like this. It's like, it's, you, you know, you're finding, I guess that a lot of other people have similar scenarios. You don't just become where you're at by accident. You have to climb out of something, right? Yep. Yep. And that's, and that's the thing, dude, it's not like, you know, people that, I mean, I think the majority of those people in that solar summit room have a similar story to what you or I just told, like they do. I mean, they've had partners kick them out of companies and sue them. They've had bankruptcy. They've had this and that. It's like, I think that's where we truly grow as an industry is telling about our failures. I'm sick of hearing about how great everyone's company is and how much money everyone's making. I actually don't even believe you. And I don't care. Like, I want to hear about the failures. I, I want to hear more about the failures, what we learned, so that other people don't fall in those footsteps and in those failures, right? Like, I'm more interested in learning about the mistakes we've made than I am about the great story about, oh, yeah, you know, we, I installed this job in two days post-sale and, and made $15,000 commission, and it's like, that's cool. Great. But dude, that's not helping us. That's not taking our industry to where it needs to go, man. So, so wrong with it. it doesn't get your referrals. You, you will always have to keep generating business if you sell like that. Yep. Always. Yep. It's not going to ease up. Dude, that's uh, awesome. I, I do feel probably like it would probably be uh, beneficial for me to now go to jail for, so I could have a greater <laughs> success story. Yeah, I can, I, can, I can arrange that. I can introduce you to some people. <laughs> maybe i could try that heist i've been trying I've been yes, yeah yeah so no man i think it's it's uh just getting comfortable again being vulnerable and I, I appreciate you doing that on the on on here and if we can bring people in that that share those stories and of course when they have the success after it that's that's what it's about right like rising up and telling the story and then hey man like not everyone's perfect like look at look at you know we're gonna learn a lot from the abbeys of the world and name X, Y, and Z solar company that failed and why and what they learned from it. And, you know, like, I think, I think that's truly where we grow as an industry. We're so young as an industry that everybody's made so much freaking money that uh, most people haven't seen the crap hit the fan yet. And that's coming this year. Oh my gosh. Abby, speaking of Abby, she's gotta be probably the number one person I would bring in to show me, Show me how, show me where. Yep. Right? Yep. 
Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and and I'm talking to them all the, I'm talking to companies all the time. I've rolled up a handful of companies in the last four years that have been in that situation. And, and that's, that's how we win. That's how everybody wins is, is catching it before the fallout. So how do we learn to, to manage cash flow? The install side is such a cash flow game. You got to manage it. You got to be disciplined. And then if you do feel the bottom falling out, who do you connect with? How do you, how do you save it? Even if you got to give up the entire company, how that's do you, probably yeah. How, how do you do that? And who do you get with? Because you know who suffers is the homeowners. The homeowners all suffer. And that's what leaves a bad mark on the industry. That's when the AG gets involved. That's when the government gets involved is when hundreds or even thousands of homeowners just got totally screwed on their deposit or their their you know quality of work. That's that's where we go wrong. Yeah. So that's it. Love it. Hey man, I appreciate it. I know, you know, everyone's super busy taking the time out of your day to be on the next Aid Station podcast. Um, love it, getting to know you at a, at a deeper level. Super pumped for SolarCon, April 20th to the 23rd, right here in Salt Lake City. I will see you, my friend, in three weeks. But I'm going to be, see, I'll, I'll see you even more between now and then on Instagram. You can follow him at, at Jake Hess, at SolarCon.official. This is Jake Hess. Thanks for joining the next Aid Station podcast with your host, Jake Kilgore.